Hey everybody, thank you for joining me today. New Hope Radio. I like the series we're in, Supernatural Kingdom. If you think about it, it's a backwards kingdom, which means it's very contrary. Life in God's kingdom is very contrary to the way that people live in this world. So that's what this series is all about. I hope you find it helpful and it enhances your walk with the Lord. Now, there are certain things in life that people do. And in doing them, they have to dress for those occasions, right? For instance, space travel. I mean, if you're going to travel in space and maybe, you know, take a walk on the moon... You gotta dress for it. You can't go in your gym shorts and your sweatshirt. You need a spacesuit. Think about people in law enforcement. They have uniforms, the military. They have to dress for their branch of service. Even a chef has an outfit, nice white coat, big white puffy hat. I believe in preaching the word of God. A man should be presentable also. That he should be honoring to God and the way he presents himself because I think God is worthy of that. Uh, so like I said, you know, you go to the battlefield, right? You need an outfit for the battlefield. You get your camouflage, you got your weapons, you got your equipment, everything you need for the battle because if you don't, you're going to become a casualty in the battle. Well, like I said, we're talking about the supernatural kingdom we saw last time that there is a warfare going on between the two kingdoms. Oh, yeah. The kingdom of light and the kingdom of darkness. And there is a battle going on. And we talked about the need to know our enemy and our personal conflicts. But Jesus said, if what king goes to war and doesn't consider first, does he have what it takes to defeat the enemy? So you get to know your enemy. Our enemy is hidden behind the person that we're in conflict with. Did you get that? Let's say you're in conflict with a person, somebody at work, neighbor, whatever. The real enemy is behind the person that you're in conflict with. How do I know that? Because Paul said in Ephesians 6, 4, he said, our struggle, it's not against flesh and blood, people, but it's against rulers, against the powers, against the world forces of this darkness, against the spiritual forces of wickedness in the heavenly places. Like, wow, there's a whole unseen world out there that we're battling with. When he talks about our struggle, you know, the word means a wrestling match. And when wrestling The object is to throw the other person down. It's a uh, contest between two in which one tries to pin the other. And whoever can hold the other one down, that's the victor. And in the ancient days, they would hold them down with their hand or their foot upon their neck. In ancient day wrestling, it it would result in either blindness by having the eye gouged out, or even death. Think about it. 
very serious consequences to the loser in ancient day wrestling. So now, to lose this spiritual battle, a spiritual wrestling match, is to be either blinded spiritually or live in spiritual death, which is a broken relationship with God. That's what happens when you lose the battle. You're either spiritually blinded or your relationship with God has been broken. So Paul is saying we have a fourfold enemy. He says, your your enemy is not people, flesh and blood, but rulers, powers, world forces, and spiritual forces. So who are these individuals? Let's take a look. The rulers are the high-ranking spirits. This is all rulers of the kingdom of darkness, Satan's army, high-ranking spirits. Maybe they're like his generals, okay? Then we've got powers. These are authorities. These authorities are under the rulers. Then we have the world forces. The world forces are those that rule over certain parts of the world. You ever notice different parts of the world have different cultures, different things going on there? You know, one part of the world, people, they're doing pretty well. They're pretty progressed. They're civilized. You go to another part of the world, there's a lot of dominance over the people. Then you go to another part of the world, and people haven't evolved in their cultures. They're very primitive. So some are in real deep spiritual darkness. Why is that? The world forces. And then we have spiritual forces. These are the demons. These are the ones right above us. These are the ones that are interacting more directly with humans. So as you can see, when you think about Satan's weapons, Satan's army, you can have a big fat cannon, a missile, a torpedo, a machine gun, a Smith & Wesson revolver, doesn't matter. It's no match for these enemies because they fight on a different turf. Now, how do you fight these spiritual beings? How do you fight these enemies that have it in for us? Well, Paul said in verse 13, here's what you do. Take up the full armor of God. And this is why. So that you will be able to resist in the evil day. So you don't become spiritually blind or in a broken relationship with God, but you can resist. And having done everything to resist, to stand firm. Maybe that's the question today. Am I doing everything to resist my spiritual enemies? Or have I waved the white flag? Am I giving up? Have I given in? Well, what did he say again? Here's what you got to do. You need equipment. You need armor. You're going into battle, right? Just like the spaceman needs a spacesuit. And just like the chef needs a chef suit. You need armor to go into this battle. And he said, put on the full armor. Every part, nothing missing. You can't say, oh, I don't want to wear this part. This part, I don't like it. No, you got to wear it all. You know why? Where there is no armor, got to itch your nose today. Where there is no armor, there is no protection. 
where there is no protection. You become a casualty. Where you become a casualty, you will lose the battle. Where you lose the battle, you'll either be spiritually blind or in a broken relationship with God. So, don't become spiritually blind or in a broken relationship with God. Put on your full armor. I used to love ancient history. I think we had ancient history in junior high. And you've heard of the Achilles heel. Where'd that come from? Well, in Greek author Homer's Iliad, Achilles was dipped in the river Styx by his mother when he was a baby. This made him invulnerable. He could never be wounded. He could never die in battle. But he went into battle, and he was shot with an arrow in the heel, and he died. That was his place of vulnerability. So without all of God's armor, you become vulnerable. Why was that his place of vulnerability? Because she held him by the heel when she dipped him in the river sticks, and that part of the heel wasn't touched by water, and that was his vulnerable spot. Hence we have the Achilles heel. So whatever place you don't protect yourself spiritually, you become vulnerable. That's why without all of God's armor, you have a weak spot. So here we go. Verse 14, stand firm. And here comes the armor. Having girded your loins with truth. What does that mean, loins girded with truth? Well, in order to gird up your loins in those days, you'd you'd bring up your robe and tuck it in your belt. That allowed you to move freely. Okay? So it's like you can't run with a robe on hanging down to your feet. So you gird it up, you tuck it in, and now you can move. So what he's saying is truth. Gird up your loins with truth. Truth will give you freedom. And Jesus even said, hey, if you continue in my word, you'll know the truth. And that truth will set you free. So truth gives you freedom of movement. Secondly, having put on the breastplate of righteousness. This is actually a quote from Isaiah. Isaiah 11.5 Righteousness will be the belt about his loins. He's speaking about Christ. The belt, sometimes the word is a girdle or a breastplate. It's that which covers the upper torso. It covers your heart. And why does a heart have to be covered? Because you live life from your heart. Your heart is the real you. And you live life out from your heart. As a man thinks within his heart, so is he. That's why we guard our heart. We protect our heart. We always, we only put good stuff in our heart. Garbage in, garbage out. Good stuff in, good stuff will come out. Healthy heart, healthy life. But you gotta protect it with the breastplate of righteousness. And what is that righteousness? Oh, I'm glad you asked. It's that which comes from Christ. We have the righteousness of Christ protecting us, not our own, but the righteousness of Christ. 
And you receive that at the moment of salvation. Then, verse 15, having shod your feet with the preparation of the gospel of peace. You know, again, Paul is using the example of the Roman soldier's battle outfit. He had a breastplate. He had a girdle. He had big, thick leather sandals. All of these things contributed to the Roman army being very successful and dominating the world. The Roman soldier wore these heavy, thick sandals with a thick leather sole and laces that went all the way up his leg to the knee. And it allowed him to walk over rough terrain and gave him greater stability in battle. Oftentimes, the enemy that they fought wore these sandals that were kind of like, I'll call them ancient day (laughs) flip-flops. They weren't very sturdy, and they didn't provide much stability. So think about it. Let's compare wearing an army boot to somebody in flip-flops. Which one would you rather wear in battle? That's why the Roman soldiers were so powerful. Thick leather sandals fighting guys basically with flip-flops, like what the girls wear today for sandals. And so Paul is saying, listen, shod your feet with the preparation of the gospel of peace. The gospel of peace. We're prepared to move out. Here it comes with the good news of Christ. The good news of Christ allows you to walk and stand strong and stand firm. You know why? Because it's not what we have done. It's what Christ has done. So here's what we stand in. We stand in the righteousness that Jesus Christ gave me. I walk in the gospel, the good news of Christ, where if I believe in him, I will never perish, but have everlasting life. These are the things that give me protection against the enemy. Verse 16, in addition to all, here it comes, taking up the shield of faith. Why do I need that? So I can extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one. Now let's take a look at that Roman shield. The ancient Roman shield was made of two cross sections of wood glued together. And when a flaming hot dart hit the shield, it sank into the outer layer and it would be extinguished by the inner layer of wood. Satan's weapons are like darts. Paul calls them flaming arrows. And what are these flaming arrows that we get hit with? Negative thoughts shot at us to discourage us in any way. Did you ever feel negative thoughts well up in your mind? Thoughts of unworthiness? Thoughts of insignificance? Thoughts that make you angry? Maybe nobody cares. Nobody loves you. you. You'll never measure up. Even God can't stomach you. These are all lies from the kingdom of darkness. And that's why the shield of faith can extinguish those lies. Because I'll tell you what, if you believe those lies, you have become a casualty in the spiritual battle. 
God would never think or say anything like that about you. You're made in his image. You are of more value than any sparrow. And if he takes care of the sparrows, he'll certainly take care of you. You you cost God way too much for him to forsake you. What did you cost him? The blood of his son. He will not leave you. He will not forsake you. So we need faith. Faith repels and extinguishes the fiery missiles from those demons to make me feel rotten and lousy and not wanting to go on. That's why we've got to build our faith. Faith comes by hearing the word of God. That's your protection against those things. And then in verse 17, oh, more armor. Take the helmet of salvation. And he also adds there the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God. Now, what's the helmet? The helmet protects the top of the head, the sides of the head, and the back of the head. But it doesn't cover the front. Why? It allows the soldier to look forward. I want you to think for a minute now. Paul is looking at this Roman soldier. Oh, he knows this armor. You know why? Because he was chained to one. Every day a new soldier would come and be chained to Paul, and Paul could study that. And he's looking at the helmet. He said, oh, what can I derive from this helmet? The sides are protected. The top is protected. The back is protected. But not the front. Hmm. What does he think when he sees that helmet? That our past is protected, therefore it is forgiven. Forgiven, forgotten, and gone forever. The past of every person when they become a Christian is washed away. We only look forward now to what God has for us. That's what he's saying. That's what the helmet is saying. You look forward. You don't dwell on the past. If Satan can get you to dwell on your past, he's got you. Oh, yeah? You're a casualty. You put on that helmet nice and tight. Your past is protected because all of your sins have been paid for. His mercies are new and fresh every morning. The Christian only has one direction to go in, forward, and that is it. And forward means progress, okay? And he says, oh, we've also got an offensive weapon, a sword, the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. This was another advantage that the Roman soldier had. It was called a machaira, a short sword. And it was used in close personal combat. Let's say a Roman soldier went up to another enemy, a Persian, say, and the Persian had this long four-foot sword. But if the Roman soldier got in really close, right, that that four-foot sword, it was useless. So the Roman soldier had a little 18-inch sword, and he whipped that baby out, warm, rammed it right in that guy. It was for close personal combat. And it represented the Word of God. Paul is saying, that's your sword, the Word of God. Not worldly thinking, not human thinking, not not demonic thinking. 
divine thinking. That's what you use in close personal combat. The Word of God. So think about it. The more you know of God's Word, the sharper is your sword. Don't you want a sharp sword? Oh, yeah. Sharp. Sharper the better. In and out. Wow. That's it. But if it's dull, it might not be too effective. So we need the Word of God in our soul. So the question is not, will there be conflict in my life? No. The question is this. Am I prepared for it when it comes? Seriously, do I understand the war- the weapons that God has given me? From the helmet, to the breastplate, to the belt, to the shoes, to the sword. Do I understand all of those parts and how I am to live in them every day? God has made this equipment available. Here's our equipment. Number one, truth. We walk in truth. Not philosophy, not personal opinion, truth. What's happening today, we live in a world where people elevate personal opinion over truth. That's going to make them fall in a pit. Secondly, righteousness. We walk in the righteousness of Christ. We have none of our own, but we walk in Christ's righteousness. Thirdly, the gospel of peace. We are at peace with God because of the good news of Christ. God has restored a broken relationship when you believed on Jesus as your Savior. So you walk in the gospel of peace. You're always at peace because of Christ's shed blood. Fourthly, the shield of faith. Faith. Do you know what you believe? As Peter said, can you give an explanation for the hope that is in you? You got to be grounded. So I, I don't mind hearing basic Christian teachings over and over and over. It just grounds me more and more and more and more. I want to be totally grounded because Satan, one of his most powerful weapons is doubt. Oh, if he can get you to doubt what you know. Again, you become another casualty. Build your faith. Make it strong. Don't waver. Then fifthly, you know what you have? A future. That helmet says, keep going forward. There is no past. Your sins are buried in the deepest part of the sea. As far as the east is from the west, has he removed them? There is no record of them. They're washed in the blood. Wow, I like that one. And then lastly, his word. He's given you a divine revelation, the word of God. There it is. Use it. Keep that sword sharp. Are you in a church faithfully that teaches the word of God? That's where you need to be. Are you spending private time in the Word of God? That's where you need to be. What? The sharper the sword, the more you'll be protected. So God has provided all of this. The rest is up to me. It's up to me. What we need is to put on the full armor. It's our responsibility. We have to put it on. If we don't put on what God has provided... 
who do you, who do you think the, the, the end result lies with? It lies with us. Just like you wouldn't go to battle today in your tennis shoes and bathing suit. No, man, you want all the equipment. Well, every day that we go out into that world, you realize this. Satan is the god of this world. He's the god of this world. And he's not going to make it easy for any followers of Christ to get along. He's not. And the more serious you are with God, the more the demons of this world will come after you and try to upset you and discourage you and knock you down. But if you're carnal and you're like, oh yeah, I believe Jesus is my Savior, but let's go out and enjoy the world. You know what? They'll leave you alone. You're no threat. They go after the threats. So are you a threat to the kingdom of darkness? That's the question. Do I live my life in such a way that people see the character of God in me? That's a threat to the kingdom of darkness. Do you live in divine love, divine forgiveness, divine grace? Do you let scriptures guide your steps? Thy word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path, right? So does that describe you? If it does, you're a threat to the kingdom of darkness. So we need the armor. Oh, yes, we do. And you can't forget one. <laughs> you can't be in such a hurry that you run out of the house. It's like, oh, I forgot my forgot my faith. You know, I've seen it where Christians live their life and they don't bring their faith with them. And they don't bring their faith. And you know what happens? Their faith wavers. And they begin to doubt. And they begin to worry and be anxious because they have no faith. Or their faith has been weakened. Build up your faith. That's why you listen to Christian Radio. To build your faith. Hopefully this program can build your faith. We want the Hope Club to build your faith. It's all of our podcasts. They're actually going out. I don't know where we are now. i got to check. 37 countries last time I looked. Had over 100 downloads last week of our messages. Why? People are building their faith. That's what we need people to do. And you can help. You can help people build their faith. Go to newhoperadio.live. Click the menu bar. It's all there. Everything you need to know. What you do for us, what we do for you. And people will build their faith, right? We don't want any spiritual uh, casualties in this world. The devil's got enough. Got to shut the guy down once and for all, okay? So go to newhoperadio.live. Click the menu bar. Get on board with us. And I'll see you next time as we continue in the Supernatural Kingdom. 